The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the new CBA is officially out, and it is nearly 600 pages of glory. And folks, it's not exactly what I would call player-friendly. There are punitive measures uh, in place to make sure to hammer owners' paws, who repeatedly surpassed the luxury tax, which is now tiered, by the way. Uh, Going over the second apron will not only cost you as much as $7 per dollar you spend, uh, you can't sign buyout players, you lose your mid-level exception, and you can't even have some of your draft picks. Sounds like the Warriors and Clippers would hate that. Uh, even the richest NBA owners are now feeling the crunch. I did a TikTok on how Joe Lacob cut ties with Jordan Poole and made him the first victim of the CBA because that was a salary dump, and now Steve Ballmer has done it again. By far the richest owner decides, Eric Gordon, you, baby, have to go because we are not spending $110 million on a 3-and-D shooter who can really only shoot threes from the corner. When a guy is that's worth $100 billion says... Yeah, we're just not. That's the end of the era, folks. That's it. Uh, What you're going to now see are teams, even rich teams, being very reluctant to sign these long-term contracts over 100 milli. And those teams like Phoenix, even the young players, and those teams like Phoenix who have multiple bloated contracts with older, more, we'll call it soft tissue injury prone players, they're going to now live and die by uh, checks, notes, veteran minimum contracts from players just chasing the rings. Sounds like the Lakers. Uh, change isn't just coming. It's here. Check out social. I did a, uh, an explainer of everything that you need to know about the CBA. It's worth checking out. It will dictate what's happening forward in the league. So free agency is here tonight at 5 p.m. We got to catch up. I want to get a little few thoughts down before it happens uh, to get us prepared. First of all, there's already been some extensions that have removed big names from the marketplace. We know that Nas Reed signed a three-year $42 million deal. With the Timberwolves, great signing. Uh, we talked last episode about how that meant that the Wolves had $90 million tied up in three centers, and what that really meant was that Kitty Cat had to go. Um, but after that, we had another one. Harrison Barnes returns to the Kings on a three-year $54 million deal, which I think is pretty much 
a good thing for both sides. Harrison Barnes, very steady, can play great defense, can shoot threes unless he's playing against the Warriors, and it's pretty cheap. Three years, $54 million deal. Way cheaper than, say, somebody like Jordan Poole. For the Kings, it helps them continue to evolve and get better. And I think both sides are probably happy here. Um, Nikola Vucevic signed for three years and $60 million with the Bulls. And you could say he's not worth that much money. And I could understand why you would think that because even though he had a statistically or actually what you might think was statistically his best year, it was identical to the year before that where he was, in many people's minds, absolute trash. But if you were to lose Vucevic and you're the Bulls, you have no one else that you can sign. You can't replace that money with a serviceable player of his caliber. You would have to find someone for much less money who wouldn't even be close to the type of player that Vucevic was. So this is the CBA biting teams in the ass and makes you make decisions that you really don't want to make, which is, listen, we only have so much to spend, and sometimes you can only spend it on certain players. Uh, Goga Batazzi, remember him? He was the one who uh, got in a fight during the Olympics. I think he got his ass whooped, actually. He got his option picked up by Orlando, as did Miles McBride with the Knicks, Jared Vanderbilt with the Lakers, good for Vando, Xavier Tillman with the Grizz, Alec Burks with the Pistons, good for Alec Burks, I guess. His option was $10.5 million. Does seem like a lot for Alec Burks. How do I know his name is Alec and not Alex? I mean, only only the deep of the deep know that. Jordan Clarkson, that's how low-key low key and niche he is. Jordan Clarkson exercised his player option to stay with the Utah Jazz. Kelly, that's, just cra- that's crazy. Remember we thought Jordan Clarkson would go? Maybe he's going to wait till free agency. Kelly Olenek and Talon Horton Tucker. Um, not Taylor Horton Tucker, like some other people might think his name is. Meaning three players are returning to the Jazz now. Three players I did not see returning. Josh Hart picked up his option. Uh, Joshua Hart, that is. $12.9 million with the Knicks. An additional Villanova Wildcat. Dante DiVincenzo may also be coming to the Garden. Oladipo picks up his $9.4 million option. Listen, uh, that is not news. <laughs> this man has no knees. He has no ligaments anywhere in his lower extremities. So if you can pick up $9.4 million from anyone, you better take it, baby, and you better run because you were getting the vet minimum anywhere else. Uh, There were a lot of players that had their options declined as well, making them free agents. Um, Portland passed on Kevin Knox in part because he was the ad man out and uh, and. You've got the Lakers declining $10.5 million on Mobamba, $16.5 million on Malik Beasley. Just too much for the Lakers to pick up. May bring them back for less, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Some people thought uh, that maybe Herb Jones would test things out. Uh, the Pelicans declined the $1.8 million option on him, so <gasps> what happens next? Nothing. Uh, they declined it so that they could lock him up long-term. Of course, they want him probably for the rest of his career there. Likewise, Torian Prince had his option declined by the Wolves and found out on Twitter from Woj, pretty much like all of us. Uh, but they also want to bring him back. So that's a fun, cute, adorable story. Three high draft picks. Former 11 pick Michael Carter-Williams, who I, I barely remember is in the league. Former number eight. Uh, pick Jackson Hayes. Remember, Jackson Hayes had a moment when he tried to 
uh, knock that door down in a domestic dispute. And former number 17 pick, Nikhil Alexander-Walker from Minnesota, all waived. I think two of those players actually were drafted by New Orleans, so good job, David Griffin. So now that we're up to date, <laughs> I'm going to go over 10 free agents that I'm interested in and what they might actually do in the next 12 hours. Uh, James Harden, first up. We all thought maybe James Harden would either go to Houston and they would pay him an ungodly amount of money to sell tickets for Tillman Fertitta, a man who only cares about the shrimp fort and the dollar dollar bills, or he would go back with Daryl Morey and his love affair to Philadelphia. In the bombshell move, it looks like neither are going to happen. Harden and Sixers were so far apart on a contract that they are now looking to trade him as he has exercised his player option. Everyone is now speculating, where will Harden land? We know it's not going to be Houston. Uh, even though they have $61 million in cap space, that's not happening. They're going to probably go after someone like Kuzma, Van Fleet, Dylan Brooks. Why not both? Uh, Ime Udoka can't make it more clear that he does not want James Harden messing with the team chemistry on a young team. So where does he end up? The rumors are getting hot. The Clippers seem to be the leaders in the clubhouse, and the Heat are also interested. Apparently, the Knicks are interested. But once again, for the third straight year, James Harden has hijacked our offseason. Why? Why? I don't know why he does it. I don't know. Did not see it coming, but hey, that's why it's the NBA. That's what makes it exciting. Kyrie Irving, another exhausting, exasperating former teammate of James Harden, is also hijacking the moment. He is on full spin cycle pretending that other teams are interested in him for anything more than the veteran minimum. Kyrie Irving, you continue to peddle those lies. Uh, you are going back to Dallas. Everyone knows it unless you are out of your mind and you take the absolute minimum to play for the Suns. Apparently, uh, he has been having mutual interest with Phoenix. Okay. If Matt Ishbia does that deal, someone needs to take the team away from him. Would that be the shortest tenure of a freaking NBA owner we've ever seen? It's just him and Isaiah Thomas out on the street after nine months of owning an NBA team. I mean, there's just no chance that happens. There's just no chance. P.J. Washington, a.k.a. the, uh, the victim of Brittany Renner, has been offered four years and $52 million, but... He's looking for more. He's a nice little four, five, small five, big four. Pretty inconsistent, but he plays for Charlotte, so we're not even really sure what he could do. He could probably get as much as $75 million from someone looking for a wing, and guess what? He needs it because he's been paying all that money to Brittany Renner. Max Truce is loose to the tune of three years, 48 from the Pacers. Is that true? That's the rumor. There's no way that he can match that. He don't have any money. The Heat are over the luxury tax. The Heat can barely afford to keep Gabe Vincent, let alone the Struces loose. Very strange player, very tall, can play a little defense, obviously shoot from 40% from three. Uh, no one goes one for 11 and then 11 for 11 from three in back-to-back -back games more than Max Struce. But he'll be missed in Miami, and I'm sure the girls will miss him there too. Bruce Brown, is there any more hot commodity on the market than a $12.5 million Bruce Brown. After, after winning 
uh, an NBA Finals after being completely misused by Steve Nash, which is just the most Steve Nash move. Uh, he is the bell of the ball. The Lakers are prepared to offer him $12.3 million, which is the mid-level exception. More than the Nuggets can give him. I don't know if he runs it back with the Nugs. I'm sure that will make him sad. But he's earned every penny. And $6 million, if you're in, the, in that range where it's either 6 or 12, let me say this. It matters to you. It matters. Uh, Cam Reddish. What a sad story Cam Reddish has become. I hope he sticks and fits somewhere because he's gone from Atlanta to New York to Portland, and everyone has chewed him in and spit him out. The Blazers declined his option, and on a team that's literally looking for 6'7 to 6'9 guys that can play defense, shoot, and score at all three levels, you'd think they would maybe want Cam Reddish, but they do not. Um, they let him go for nothing. He's one of the most confusing players in the NBA. Even his Duke teammates like Zion and R.J. Barrett said, oh, he's going to be the best one of our class. They were fucking lying. They were lying. I mean, it's not, I mean, listen, it's closer than you'd think, and that's more to do with Zion and R.J. Barrett than that has to do with Cam Reddish. Ugh. Someone's going to take a flyer on him. I hope, I hope he, like, thrives in a place like OKC or Orlando, a place with no pressure, a place that loves length and athleticism, and a place will probably be like the eighth man off the bench just scoring buckets. Up next is Christian Wood. Uh, he was seen as maybe coming back to Dallas. They do not want him. Uh, his agent's annoying. He's annoying. Uh, he was not well-liked by Jason Kidd. He's an unrestricted free agent now. Rumors were that the Miami Heat want him, but that's a lie. We know that. He doesn't play a lick of defense. And let's be real. Do you think he fits into the Heat culture? Pause. Oh, wait. No, you know he doesn't. He's got a lot of talent. He can score, but he seems to wear out his welcome fucking fast. Even with Detroit? When Detroit tells you you gotta go, baby, you gotta go. Chris Middleton, he declines his option, but he's probably coming back to the Bucks. let's be honest. Like, there's a chance he could be on the move, but it's a very small chance. Is his knee fixing like itself? Is it regenerating? Is he gonna be healthy next year? We'll have to see, because when he's healthy and he's... Uh, an incredible compliment to Giannis. I tell you what, they are really hard to beat. Another Milwaukee Buck that we need to figure out what's happening to him is Brooke Lopez. Coming off his best year, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. The demand for centers would seem to be quite low. But again, everyone wants a little Bruce Brown. Everyone wants a little Brooke Lopez on their roster. Uh, not a small number of teams who will sign him if they can, even though he's getting a little long in the tooth now. Uh, I would love him in Portland, but it appears the Bucks want to bring him back as well. Uh, D. Rose, very sad. D. Rose is coming to the end of the road like uh, boys to men. Uh, the last of my 10 interesting free agents is Derrick Rose. He got his option declined in New York after being basically DFA'd, uh, designated free agents, designated for arrival, whatever you want to call it. That's a baseball term. Uh, most of the second half of the year, he was unusable. He didn't complain. Uh, he just kept chilling, which only makes his value higher on the market than it probably would have been. I could see him coming on the sun, going to the Suns, a team that – team that needs a little veteran depth, somebody who can bring the ball up. A lot of teams could use a little 10, 15 minutes of Derrick Rose. Maybe a team like the Lakers or the Jazz, like I said. A team like, uh, who knows, maybe Orlando wants a 10th point guard. 